This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Follow up on ACORN. Uh, I know state labor officials are looking into all this. None of that's going to do anything for those 450 people. No, but Brian, I got to tell you, I have never been more proud of this community than I was last week. The way that people came together just to wrap their arms around these these employees, everything from, you know, the park district to insurance companies to, you know, companies here looking for, for employees and just trying to drop everything and make it work. So, you know, kudos to you and your team, as well as Rocky and Nicole, everybody that, that just, you know, what can we do? Let's fix it. Well, it, that <clears> resources <throat> page is available at noticator.com. Uh, everything from unemployment assistance to job resources to education and retraining opportunities to social services to mental health. Mental health and the uh, park district. Career fairs. Into, I mean, yeah, just uh, everything. ADM tomorrow will be uh, hosting at Workforce Investment Solutions from 10 a.m. till 2 p.m. Uh, a career fair. Uh, we had Greg Webb in Friday morning. Uh, they're not even requiring a resume. Just come talk to some people face Which to face. A resume can be overwhelming if you I, well, haven't done one in a long time. You know, I saw somebody's <laughs> post. That, you know, they they worked for eighteen years yeah. and haven't put together. I mean, I don't have a resume. I don't think. I mean, it's, it's got to be on some old computer somewhere that doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. Uh, but it's on you know, a floppy disk. <laughs> I, I don't know how you get any pleasure in teasing me about something that was around with you before it was me, but hey, you know. Uh, so it's, you know, all that help is available uh, if you are also an employer looking to hire. We include the city of Decatur in that. There's a whole list. Uh, there's a way to contact us through that page so we can get that information out there. But everybody's stepping up, as you yep, said. Absolutely. I, you know, it took like 24 hours for Facebook to be Facebook, which I was like really impressed. Yeah, it was it. You know, but back to, I mean, Milliken, everybody, you know, Milliken had a job fair going the next day and opened it up to Acorn. Nick was out there. Uh, it was packed mm-hmm. and a lot of Fantastic. people having conversations. So uh, the the good news, the community comes together. The bad news is just corporate America treating people like this. You, you the, just, the worst example of corporate America. Yeah. And also to the people who always feel like everything is Decatur centric. Uh, this company was in New York and New Jersey and Sweden and several other places. I mean, this wasn't a Decatur thing. This wasn't an Illinois thing. Well, yes, uh, making a lot of, of bad mistakes. And then, of course, uh, the hardworking employees paying the price for yeah. that last week. All right. Um, you promised. Uh, uh, Brought somebody who has answers. Well, don't don't put too much pressure on. <laughs> you, you know, uh, the mayor is fond of like coming in. Like, you know, it's early and it's Monday. I'm like, I know, but you knew you were going to be here. We have questions uh, because there's a lot going on in the world. Uh, I'm watching this television show, 1923, on on Paramount. And in 1923, they're talking about what the vision for the future is, uh, which is, you know, pretty curious to see in our parents, you know, or not that far off Uh lifetime. This was the existence. Uh, But we have so much changing, and yet public transportation across the United States has never made any sense to me. Uh, (laughs) I I mean, no, I mean, we treat every community like it's the same population. What makes sense in Chicago and New York and Boston and L.A. has never made sense in Decatur, Illinois. Uh, And it makes less sense now when you have Uber and all these other options and and having these gigantic buses run around to all these routes. And I mean, I still don't think you can do all that you want to do time wise, right? No, you can't. But you have an expert here with us today. Thank God, yes. because I never have the answers you're asking questions to. No, I might, I'm just curious. It, yeah. it is, if we're moving into 
a, a new era of a more, I don't know, not affordable, but better way to do this. Uh, and, and even in the past 10 years, uh, you, you know, we get federal dollars and we buy buses. And I look at these buses and they're huge. And I realize that high school get out time, you know, for Eisenhower MacArthur, they're very busy. But how busy are they during the week? And, and how can we do this better? And you guys are getting innovative, right? You're putting a, a, a canopy over the parking lot in the Civic Center to capture power. Yes. Right. We are. We are. We are moving ahead. You're far way away from <laughs> sending out a press release that you're accepting debit cards. Uh, you know, honestly. <laughs> All right. So introduce uh, your guest. And, and now the, it, also, if you could explain to me how the transit it, it's it, technically not under the city. I'm going to let our guest. OK. Lacey Elsie, who runs transportation. It, no, it's a little it's a little squirrely because it is under the city, but it's its own thing, kind of. <laughs> How's that? I just turned your mic off. Lacey, it's good oh. to have you with us. Uh, so do you technically work for the city of Decatur? Yes, I am a city of Decatur employee. So okay. my official title is the transit administrator. Okay. And um, historically, the um, mass transit has been a division of the city. And it has kind of floated between different branches. At one time, we were under economic and community development. Right now, we're under executive but one of the new things that we had moved to do this year was create the first Department of Transportation and Facility Services. Okay. Was that different years ago? I, I don't. Do you remember Cecil? Yes. Okay. I always thought that there was some sort of layer in between or something like kind of like the Civic Center that it wasn't really. So that's true. So okay. the majority of the um, bus drivers and operation workers are a, a contractual company. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you just, you contract that out. Okay. Yes. So there is a little bit of separation, but then you're in charge of them. I oversee the contract. Yes. Okay. I got you. And, and how long have you been doing this? Um, so I have been with the city for almost eight years. Okay. Um, pre previously in an economic and community development capacity, but for the last year and a half, I've been with transit. Okay. So they, they said, Hey, you're doing really good here. Here are the buses. <laughs> uh, Congratulations. Yeah. So, um, am I wrong in feeling like some of this, not through anything that the city's doing, but just sort of seems archaic. I mean, the way we do public transportation today in a community this size. I will say, um, the current route system that we have, it was developed in the early nineties. And so, no, it does not serve the community like it did 30 years ago. I mean, we talk about the changes that are happening every day. Um, and so, yes, in a sense, it is archaic. And I think that transportation as a whole recognizes that. That was part of the big um, infrastructure bill that came down. Sure. Um, the transportation industry and the FTA called it a once in a, a once in a generation funding for transit to bring us into the future. Um, there's a lot of you know, first mile, last mile solutions that are really coming out, micro transit, a lot of buzzwords that you hear a lot, you know, there's the huge push to go zero emission and low no emissions. So we, right. we are jumping on that train. I, I, okay. Now, uh, with all <laughs> due respect, bus. those are, yeah. <laughs> that's all government speak, <laughs> unless something actually happens. You know, I'm watching this show, 1923, and Harrison Ford's character gets upset because they replaced his hitching post with a parking space, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so not all that long ago, you know, cars were replacing horses. Uh, so we constantly change and evolve. I just feel like I see the buses running, and it just feels like there's hardly anyone in them. Well... I know you have a lot of, you have a number, but that number doesn't say to me how many people or how much of that is duplication with the same person riding 30 times a month. Do you have any idea how many people 
use public transportation on a month in and month out basis? So we're actually getting ready to launch um, a comprehensive operations study. And so the state awarded us planning dollars to be able to do just that. Okay. And so basically what a comprehensive operations analysis is, is it's a route study. They're going to tell us where people are getting on and off, where the gaps in service are, and where our resources are best going to be allocated sure. in the future. And so then they'll come back with recommendations of this is what your route should look like. The big push that we've been working towards is microtransit. And what does that mean? So microtransit is like a hybrid between a fixed route and a taxi. And okay. so it's um, app-based. You'd be able to get on an app. You'd be able to book a service. So if you're here and I'm down at transit and we both want to go out to Acorn, which doesn't exist anymore, um, we book it and then it would pick us both up for a um, lower than Uber rate and drop us both off. Okay. Nick and I were having this conversation as we were looking out. You get a pretty good view of a lot of the city from here mm -hmm. and, and like a quadrant-based, you, you know, uh, app platform and mm -hmm. instead of direct routes would make a lot more sense. And it seems like you could do it with smaller vehicles even, uh, which, you know, to your zero or low emission, you know, conversation, is that the future? That is part of the future. I think that some of our routes, fixed route systems will never go away. Now we have downsized the buses over the years. They used to be 35 and 40 footers. Okay. Now they're 29. Um, which, you know, it's not it's a huge also, it's, it's also a government's version it's of improvement. A, it's a reduction. Yeah. Um, but, you know, some of those routes, like you said, MacArthur, Eisenhower, the Walmart. Okay, but but are, do you keep those because you're getting money from the schools? You, you know, and is that, a, a, I mean, when I was in high school, city buses didn't provide transportation to the high schools, right? I mean, that that's yeah. what we do now. And mm -hmm. I always wonder if that's like... Uh, you, you know, if it's sort of like a relationship that's, oh, well, we use it because it, it busts our numbers up, but it also we get some revenue off of it. But is that really the best way to do it? Why isn't the school district in charge of their own transportation? I don't know. I don't know the history. Okay. So I'm not really sure why either. Um, I graduated from MacArthur in the 2000s, and <laughs> it was around then. So for me, it's something that's always been there. Okay. Um, it is one of our higher ridership routes, the the schools, the Walmarts, you right. know, the but, shopping centers. But you but when you look at it, when you do the study, mm -hmm. I'm sure this will show this that it's it's an anomaly. I mean, it's like okay, for this hour and a half, we've got lots of riders that are going home from these two high schools, and then that increases your numbers you use to justify having the buses. But if you took that away and looked at what just the normal population is using for public transportation, I think it'd be very different. Well, so we run peak routes okay. is what we call them. So um, um, in the mornings and the afternoons, we do run an extra bus down those routes. It's not a route that is necessarily being run all day empty when the high schoolers aren't. No, but that. you use it. But when you get come back and give me these numbers, it's mm -hmm. going to include these high school kids, which will inflate. I mean, if they were just on the yellow school buses, that wouldn't be considered public transportation. Correct. Yeah. I mean, by the way, this isn't anything so, you did. You inherited all this a year and a half ago. I get that. I, I just, I, it's one of those things we'll go, I remember a few years ago with the millionth rider. It's like, well, okay, was that really a million people or was that a million rides? And there is a difference between those yes, two there things, is. right? Mm -hmm. That's correct. Uh, all right. So any idea how many rides, how many riders at all? I don't, not off the top of my mind. I know that we do over a million rides a year. Um, you know, during COVID, it, it slacked off into the high 800,000s, low 900,000s, but we've returned to regular ridership. I know the school district, because I've been working on that deal, we have on average about 2,000 students ride um, per, per month. Per month. Okay. Yes. 
All right. Mm -hmm. So you're you're saying there's a million rides a month. No, no, no. That's a year. A year. Yes. But only twenty four thousand of those are high school students. Correct. Do you buy that? Sure. There's only eighty some <laughs> thousand people in Decatur. I, I mean that the million rides just seems like I I don't know how you get to that number. Well, if you have you know a per, people you are depend on this every day for work. So you could have one person who rides it 10 times a week if they're riding Monday through Friday to and from work. Okay, so that that's what I, I guess I'm trying to get at is it sounds great to go a million rides. But if you if you break that down to how many people, I think you would have a much more bigger understanding of the usage, right? Mm -hmm. But it seems like we never get it broken down that way. Once again, not your fault. But I mean, it's always been that way. We've asked this question for 15 years. Well, we're going to have the answer soon. <laughs> I look at you and she answers. No, because no. I don't have the answers. I mean, doesn't a yeah. million rides a month feel disproportionate a year, or a a year, year. to what it actually is? Well, I mean, I people, think, it's like, don't believe your lying eyes. People drive all around. I mean, you see buses all right. day long. They're not full. And and uh, there's, a, there's a cultural difference here, too. If you go to Champaign, you know, they have a huge student population that uses the bus all the, well look all at their the downtown day. parking rates they're i, oh, I mean it's horrible yeah i mean there there's a lot mm -hmm. of things that but contribute you have to a that. lot more people that are you know middle class that ride the buses in champagne okay then then here maybe you know I, I i think we probably because it's you know it's, how many well listen once again hey brian i did some math yeah. so a million broken down by 365 days would be about 2700 people a day and if you divide that in half, because they would go somewhere and come back, you're only talking about 1,350 citizens using a bus I don't believe the there's 1,300 citizens in this community using a bus every day. I, I mean, maybe with the high school mm -hmm. kids, I'd like to see that number. I, I'm just telling you. I, and then it, it stretches out because you're trying to do the right thing. You want to make sure somebody can get somewhere right. at 10 o'clock at night. But then it's almost like infinitesimal the number of people that are riding. I don't know. Have you ever gotten on like our East Grand bus or gone to Walmart? Because I have. Okay. And it's packed. Those buses hold 25 to 30 people. And there will be 25 to 30 people. And, you know, ever since COVID, we don't necessarily want to sit very close to each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of seat space is taken. You'd be surprised. Okay, but how many routes aren't doing that? I, I mean, you're, you're going to the one that does. How many do you have running around all over town that do not have anywhere near that number? More than we'd like. Yeah. And that is why we're doing the route. And I'm not saying that you yeah. should take the service away from those 25 people that are using it. I just think there's got to be a but smarter, I think that's better where the, way. The study on the micro buses, yep. micro transportation comes in because you're right. I mean, that makes a whole lot more sense. We just haven't had the technology until now to uh, be able to make it happen. All right. So, you know, if you go to something that's app driven, people are first thing you say is, what about people that don't have phones? Well, you can still book them through dispatch. Okay. And how would that work? You call the dispatch number. And uh, we have a paratransit service now. So paratransit are those smaller buses you see. They're 12 to 16 passenger. Okay. And they're reserved for people who cannot either cognitively or physically navigate the fixed route system. Okay. Okay. And how so many of those do we have? We have eight. Okay. And eight? Mm -hmm. How yeah. many buses do we have total? Uh, total, we have 23 fixed route buses. We do not deploy all of them. How many are out on a given day? 19. 19? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. Uh, all right. And, and then how much of this is tied to federal tax dollars? A lot. Yeah. The That's... majority uh, is IDOT and federal. So it's one size fits all. If you want this, you got to do this. I mean, is that part of the problem? That's government. Mm -hmm. Well, no. I, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, but they do try, they treat it one size fits all. Um, I think that there is, they're beginning to come around, especially with these new bills. Um, I think in the, 
the push to go zero emission, that's kind of a one size fits all, but there's a lot of flexibility for each agency to figure out what works for them. You know, like Champagne is going hydrogen cell fuel. That doesn't work for Decatur. Why is that? (laughs) Well, they have hydrogen cell naturally there. So a hydrogen plant. Um, If we were to go hydrogen based, we would have to have it trucked in. Okay. Plus the hydrogen cells have to go on top of the buses um, because they're highly flammable. And we have a lot of underpasses that we drive under. And okay. so the clearance would not work on a lot of the routes. Wow, that's something I didn't know. Yeah. That's, and hydrogen. See what we learn on the show every day. Yeah, yeah. What about uh, uh, fares? Uh, you know, just reading from the city's website, a basic adult, it costs $1. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, youth is $0.80. Cents. Uh, if you have a disabled passenger, it's $0.50. Cents. Senior citizens are $0.50. Cents. Um, you know, is that legit i mean you know i know you want to make it affordable but i don't know what in the world you can do for 50 cents in 2023 um so the fares do not offset the cost of operating transit that's offset by our downstate operating uh grants from idot and um but idot and the fta both want to keep it very affordable because uh especially in a place like decatur we don't have a lot of what we call choice riders right like chicago you have choice riders because it's unaffordable right it's cheaper for people to leave their car at home and ride public transportation in decatur with the sprawl that we have if you have a car you're going to use sure so most of our riders are dependent upon the transit system but if you were to go to an app-based you said Mm -hmm. less than uber i mean 50 cents is an uber i mean it's so how would that work? Right. So um, microtransit is really neat. There's a lot of different platforms out there. You can geofence zones. Okay. And so, for instance, we could say if you are booking a ride in the urban core and you're going out to the manufacturing district, your ride is going to be set at a base less than five dollars. OK. Um, but if you are, you know, in Forsyth or, you know, in a more affluent district, you know, and you're going somewhere outside of the work zone, then that could be higher, you know, but still price moderately less than now is that uber legal yes okay yep so you're, you're going to assume somebody in Forsyth has more money to go i, I, I mean that, that seems like a, a lot of assumptions being so, made on based on I, I just know the way the government works somebody's going to sue somebody over somebody paying less or more because of where you live so perhaps that was a bad example let me say this we would use the census tracks okay so the census does have low income census tracks so if you use the low income census tracks to create a more equitable right. pricing system. And, and so w- I, I hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Would, would, how, how do you get around what's being required of you now to do it in a different way? So, um, I mean, if they're telling you now that 50 cents, you know, is what you charge a senior citizen, I mean, how do you take that next step and restructure fees? Because I, I mean, to me, 50 cents to get a ride to the mall is, I, I mean, not that you're going to make up all of your expenses on higher fares, but that's ridiculously low. So microtransit is a new concept okay. that the FTA and IDOT are um, putting regulations around. One of the big ones is that they do not want it to be able to cannibalize your fixed route system. And so what it is, is your your microtransit is used as one of those first mile, last mile solutions. Okay. And, you know, for instance, we don't operate past 7 p.m. It would be a great opportunity to put something like that out because um, one of the models we're looking at is minivans. Okay, so this would be then on top of everything, not in place of anything. Well, it could be in place in some of those routes that are not efficient anymore. They're not getting that ridership, and it doesn't make sense to put, you know, the 29-foot buses out in some of the smaller neighborhoods. We've only got like 60 seconds. Thank Mm -hmm. you for coming in, uh, and I appreciate it. 
do you have a a route that pays for itself? Uh, no. Okay. So when you say efficient, I'm just trying to, get, to explain the definitions. I mean, we don't have a single one, even the busiest one, that actually generates enough revenue to pay for itself. Correct. But part of that is just you weigh what public transportation costs so that individuals have it, right? Right. Mm -hmm. So what is that number? Do you know? No. Okay. But this is part of the conversation. Right. Okay. No, I'm I, I feel like this is an interrogation. I, I know. I feel like a mean interrogation. I'm just curious. I, all I want to know is I don't know how you have the conversation if you don't lay out all of the, the – I mean, it seems like no one knows. Well, and that's that's part of the reason to do the studies and to look at different ways of doing things. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and that's all to make it better. Absolutely. Or more efficient. Uh, and, and, and I would be curious if you could find out just like when that whole District 61 thing started because sometime between – our age mm -hmm. and your age, it happened. I mean, where mm -hmm. District 61 provided their own transportation for years and years and years, and then all of a sudden, the city was responsible for it. Do you know what you get reimbursed for that? Um, actually, we just worked on a deal, uh, an intergovernmental agreement with the Decatur School District. It goes to student or their school board tomorrow night, I uh -huh. believe. And um, they will reimburse us twice a year. And all high schoolers will get to ride for free. Right, but do you know what that number is? Yes, it's thirty-five thousand a year total. Mm -hmm. And then, what do you have any idea what that breaks down to per student or any of those kind of? All right, mm. next time. Okay, put it on your list. <laughs> uh, we appreciate you coming in. Really do. It's a uh, interesting conversation, but I think that we can do it better, and you only do it better if you have the conversation. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. Lacey Elton and uh, Mayor Julie Moore Wolf. We appreciate you. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.